Welcome to Backlog Books. In this podcast, I will be recapping and discussing what I've been reading lately. My name is Kara. Thank you for joining me, and please be prepared for spoilers. Happy Yule season and very nearly the end of the year. This week, I visited a library for maybe the first time since the pandemic started. I've just been using my library's online system to borrow books, which has worked great, but really, there's nothing like wandering the shelves for a while. May we all soon walk through the places we have missed. Now, let's get started. This time, we are talking about The Redwall Series by Brian Jakes. Redwall is a children's fantasy series and was published between 1986 and 2011. It comprises 22 novels and a few related books, including a cookbook. And I found out that they made a musical theater production out of the first book in the 90s. It was called The Legend of Redwall Abbey. I'm including a link in the show notes to some pictures I found from that production. It looked so cute. Our author, Brian Jakes, was born in 1939 and died in 2011. Jakes is definitely best known for his Redwall series. He did write another series called Castaways of the Flying Dutchman and also a couple of short story collections. Also, he and his brothers formed a folk band called the Liverpool Fishermen in the 60s and 70s. Their album Swallow the Anchor is available on Spotify. And I may or may not have listened to it on repeat while I was writing this episode. I read these books as a kid, and over the past couple of months I've been listening to the audiobooks. I've been having so much fun revisiting them, seeing what I remember from almost 15 years ago and what stands out to me now. And I thought it would be fun to share that with you, because I loved this series growing up. I think we owned almost every book. But don't worry, I won't be summarizing all 22 books. I'm sure there's another podcast out there that will do that for you if you want that. But if there was ever a time to talk about Redwall, I feel like the Christmas season is a good time for it, just because, to me, these books are cozy to read. Now, somewhat confusingly, the series and the first book have the same name. I'll try to make it clear which one I'm talking about. Redwall, the first book was never meant to be published. In fact, it was a friend and old school teacher of Jake's who sent the 800-page handwritten manuscript to a publisher, and that's how Jake's ended up with a five-book contract. These books, when properly typed and spaced, are all over 300 pages long, which isn't that unusual for children's books now, But back in the 80s and 90s, children's books usually maxed out at around 200 pages. So it's pretty impressive that he got picked up and published when he did with what he had. 
Jakes wrote very descriptively. He focused on more than just the visual aspect of his world. He really delved into all the senses. And part of the reason for this was that initially he was writing for an audience of blind children. He was a milk delivery person for a while, and one of the places he delivered to was the Royal Wavertree School for the Blind in Liverpool. He would spend time with the kids and read books to them, and eventually he wrote what would become the first Redwall book for them. In the first book, you can tell Jakes hadn't quite figured out his world and what he wanted to do with it. He makes vague references to humans and even horses, but after the first book, he avoided any particular mention of people. That's not the story he was interested in telling. Instead, the series is about woodland creatures. Mice, otters, moles, squirrels, hedgehogs, badgers. Jakes said he specifically only wrote about animals that live in the British Isles. Now these woodlanders live in peace together in Redwall Abbey, which is a well-fortified stone abbey with a pond and orchards inside the walls. Everything the woodlanders need to survive, they have inside the abbey. In opposition to the woodland creatures are vermin, the evil creatures. And Jakes picked his evil creatures from European folklore, anything that's come to be regarded as sly or mean or evil, so ferrets, stoats, rats, weasels, foxes. The stories Jakes tells almost all begin in or near Redwall Abbey where the woodland creatures live together in harmony and friendship. Something happens, usually an outside force attempts to take over the abbey, because it's basically a self-sustaining fortress, which is, as you might imagine, pretty appealing to hordes of evil creatures. Inevitably, someone in the abbey must take on the role of a warrior to help the Redwallers defeat their attackers. There are always riddles and puzzles to solve. There's usually a quest to retrieve a person, sorry, a creature, or a special item that will help them. There's friendship and laughter, and most of all, there are feasts. It's no coincidence that there is a Redwall cookbook. Jake's lavishes time and attention on meals, describing the food and drink with the care and attention of someone who lived through rationing during and after World War II. There's that quote from Tolkien about how, if more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. And that's the best way I can think of to describe these books. They're kind of about the hobbits. Which is funny because Jakes apparently never read Tolkien. Another crucial aspect of the Redwall series is a mouse called Martin the Warrior, one of the founders of Redwall Abbey. I'm like 99% sure Martin is in every book in some way. He's the guardian spirit of Redwall. Literally, his ghost appears 
often in dreams, but sometimes literally, and helps them in times of crisis, usually by giving them a riddle to solve or a scavenger hunt to go on. There's a magnificent tapestry of him hanging in the abbey, and his sword is a talisman of Redwall. And the sword itself has a fabled history. It was made by a badger lord using metal from a fallen star, and it has been wielded by many creatures over the years in defense of Redwall Abbey. Again, I think the time period Jakes grew up in had a significant influence on what he wrote. These are fun adventure stories, but they're not all riddles and feasts and ghosts. Jakes never shied away from including battles. His books are half delicious descriptions of food and half devastating descriptions of battle. And good creatures die defending their home and each other. What's important is not fighting or being the strongest. What's most important is what you're fighting for. Being a warrior in the Redwall world is not about being great with a sword. It's about protecting the ones you love. And Jake's is not here to write Shades of Grey. He's here to write about good overcoming evil. And the work of opposing evil is never done. There will always be good and bad in the world. But this series is about peace-loving creatures coming together to help each other in times of crisis. The books always end with a triumphant return to the peace of the Abbey, because that's what the Redwallers fought for, the chance to live out their lives in peace. So you get the gist of these books. Adorable animals eat massive feasts, solve puzzles, ruthlessly destroy all their enemies, and get home in time for dinner. Over the past few months, I've found out so much about Brian Jakes, so let me tell you a little bit more about the man himself. Jakes never did multiple drafts. As he said, I do not write drafts. I start to write and the story comes. I check each page as I have written and make on-the-spot corrections. Then I go on until I am satisfied that the story is concluded. Which is so wild to me. I cannot imagine being able to write like that. I mean, good for him, but it does show a little bit in his writing sometimes that he never went back and checked himself for consistency. But you know, I feel like if you get 20 books published and they're very popular, you probably have a pretty good system down and know what works for you and what will sell. (laughs) Jake's was very good at what is called, okay, I don't know if this is the official name, but what I've been calling yes but no and writing. If you're unfamiliar, that's a way of adding some obstacles to what you're writing and making sure the events in your book are connected. So when your characters are trying to achieve something, you can't just let them get there because that's boring. So they need obstacles to overcome or more things to happen. So for an example of this, let's say 
Your mouse is trying to steal a wheel of cheese. Do they get it? Yes, but they're caught and have to do the dishes. Or no, they don't manage to steal the cheese and someone else gets to it first. The way Jake's used this kept the action going and it just, it made the books very easy to keep reading because so many things kept happening one after the other. I have read almost all 22 books in this series. I think maybe I've read 18 of them. Recently, I've been reading them again, like I said earlier, just when I have time and feel like experiencing a fun adventure with mice and nostalgia. I'm going through them in publication order rather than chronological. That's the way I would recommend reading them. I think it works better because of the way Jake's wrote. He's constantly building and expanding the world and how it works and what you can find in it. And it turns out that the Redwall Wiki also recommends reading them in published order, so I feel vindicated. I also recommend, if you're interested, giving the audiobooks a try. That's how I've been rereading them. The audiobooks are read by Jakes himself and a full cast and are very good and a lot of fun. I got a lot of the information in this episode from several Ask Brian contests run by redwall.org back in the early 2000s. I'll also include a link to those in the show notes. They are fun to read through. It was neat to get a peek at the man behind the books. I feel like I didn't know anything about him except that he was British when I was growing up. So it's been really cool to learn some more stuff and to see, especially with the Ask Brian contests, to see how he would respond to questions. Like, someone asked, Where do the North and South roads lead? And Jake's answered, North and South. And when he was asked, How do you plan to end the series? His response was, Why should there be an ending? And of course, his death is sort of an ending. There won't be any more Brian Jake's Redwall stories. But Redwall is still there, in the pages of his books, waiting, as Jake's wrote many times, to welcome you with open arms and a feast. If you want more media like Redwall, First off, there are 22 books in this series. Come back when you finished those. Second, you could probably try The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Also, I have heard that the Green Ember series by S.D. Smith is in the same kind of genre as Redwall, though I haven't read those books. So I know... This episode has been kind of a deviation from what I usually do. I hope you liked it anyway. I had a lot of fun writing it and reading it. Join me next time to hear me and a friend, probably, talk about On a Pale Horse by Piers Anthony. You can find the pod on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can email me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. 
The music is by Joseph McDade. You can hear more of his work at josephmcdade.com. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope to talk with you again soon.